Uh, we are studying uh, Romans chapter 8. So please turn your Bible to Romans chapter 8. Um, Craig preached the first portion, uh, verses 1 through 4. So for us to be reminded of what, <clears throat> the, what this portion said, uh, let's read it. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh but according to the spirit. Uh, Craig uh, pointed out that if we are in Christ, there is no condemnation. And if we are in Christ, we'll, we'll fulfill the requirement of the law. Uh, and if we are in Christ, Finally, he said that we will live according to the spirit. So the question he raised is that, what is to live according to the spirit? And the section that I am going to study tonight will answer that question. So let me read the section, uh, verses five through 11. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. To answer the question, uh, what is to live according to the spirit? I would like to talk about something from verses, uh, first from verses five through eight. There's about three verses fruit. What if you want to have an apple? You know, apple is delicious. It's really good. And, you know, it's so uh, tasty and its fragrance is so great. So I want to eat an apple. So you want to have an apple. So you adopt a great technology uh, from internet or you know from schools, technological uh, technological schools, and you gather a lot of materials, and you try to make an apple. Finally, 
you, you know, spread the red paint on it and you got an apple like this. Would you eat it? Would you eat it? <laughs> yeah. It looks like an apple, but it's not an apple. If you really want to have an apple, what would you do? You have to plant a tree, apple tree. You have to grow the tree, and you will get the fruit from the tree. And it is apple. It is genuine, true, delicious, tasty apple. So it is important for us to understand what is the fruit and what is the tree for us not to make a vain attempt to make the fruit. So here, uh, for us to understand this section and to get the answer that uh, we raised, you know, what is uh, living according to the spirit, we need to understand what is the tree and what is fruit. If we want to, if we attempt to make fruit without planting the tree, then it is in vain. The effort is in vain. We waste time. So here, verse 5 says, for, to, uh, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, set their minds on the things of the spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. We may want to set our minds on the things of the Spirit because we know to set our mind on the things of the Spirit is the, what we want. But... What if it is a fruit? What if for us to set the mind on the things of the spirit, we first and foremost have to plant a tree to bear that fruit? So I'm trying to say that having the Holy Spirit in us is to have the tree. If we have the tree in us and the Spirit will help us and lead us to set our mind on the Spirit, on the things of the Spirit, that is the fruit. And again, that will bear fruit, which is the life and peace. And you know other fruits of the Spirit from Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. Love, joy, peace. Patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, etc. So, if I try to show love to my brothers and sisters and, uh, and my neighbors, without having the tree in me, 
the love, joy, peace, and the fourth that I will show is something like this apple. Because it is not produced by the tree of the spirit. But I made it. As I said about the fake apple, if that is true, then my love is just fake. My joy is fake. My peace is fake. My patience is fake. Kindness is fake. Goodness is fake. Self-control is fake. Faithfulness is fake. Everything is fake. Would you eat it? Would you receive it? Would you like it? I don't think so. Therefore, we have to understand what is the tree, what is the fruit. It is not us that can make the fruit so that other people may enjoy. You know, there is no one who would eat this, you know, fake fruit, fake apple. It's the same. There is no one who would like fake love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, the fruit of the Spirit. They look like fruits of the Spirit, but they are not genuine fruit because we don't have the tree in us. We cannot bear the fruit. So, this let us know what is the most and foremost important thing for us to do, for us to set our mind on the things of the Spirit and for us to bear life and peace in our life, is to plant a tree in us. And the question is, you know, the tree symbolizes the spirit. Well, the question is, how, to, how, sh how can we plant the tree of the spirit? What is to plant a tree of the spirit in us? That's a really, really difficult question to answer. But we have the word of God. We have the Word of God. We have the Word of God that teaches us how to do it. So let's look at next section. Verses 9 through 11. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you, Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. Let's stop here. So if we have a good tree, healthy tree, then we will have abundant fruit. How can we plant a tree? Here, there is a little bit change of the terminology uh, in the scripture. 
verse 9 says again, you know, you are not in the flesh but in the spirit. If in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. If the spirit of God dwells in you, you are not in the flesh but in the spirit. And the next sentence says, anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. So spirit of God becomes the spirit of Christ in the scripture. What does it mean? What it means to me is that to have the spirit of God, we have to have the spirit of Christ. You know, frankly speaking, it is not easy to, to imagine what would the spirit of God is. But it is much easier for us to imagine what is the spirit of Christ is. Because Jesus lived on earth, showed the examples to us, and taught a lot of lessons to us. And he died on the cross finally for the sinners. So as we read the Gospels, we understand what the spirit of Christ is. How Christ lived in the spirit. What is the spirit of Christ? We understand much more easily than we understand what the spirit of God is. So if we get the spirit of Christ, sorry, spirit of Christ dwell in us, the spirit of God dwells in us. It's the same. If Christ dwells in us, the spirit of Christ dwells in us, and it means the spirit of God dwells in us, and it means we have the spirit. In other words, we have the tree of the spirit, and the tree will bear abundant fruit. So how can we get the spirit of Christ? How can we receive the spirit of Christ? Answer the question. Not allowed, though. Let's read Acts chapter 2, verse 28. Acts chapter 2, verse 28. I know every one of you can memorize the verse, but... And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Again, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's easy, right? Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you will receive the Holy Spirit as a gift. But here, I would like to point out, you know, how we can get the tree of the Spirit planted in us through the baptism. 
baptism, the word in Greek, also means, I mean, you know, it means immersion and plunge into water. And also, it also means overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. So as we were baptized, we were supposed to be overwhelmed. By what? By what? In the name of Jesus Christ. In other words, by the Spirit of Christ. We were supposed to be overwhelmed by His love. We were supposed to be overwhelmed by His mercy. We were supposed to be overwhelmed by His grace. We were overwhelmed by His mercy, love, grace every good gifts. We were like the sponge immersed in the water. And the, every pore of the sponge absorbed the water in it. And as we, I mean, as we lift the sponge out of the water, what happens? No drips? of water, then it's not sponge. There will be a lot of water dripping from the sponge. If we were overwhelmed by the Spirit of Christ, by love of Christ, mercy of Christ, grace of Christ, when we were raised from the water, what would happen? What are happening now? We are dripping the mercy and love and grace of Christ. We are supposed to. That's the immersion. That's the overwhelming. So we were overwhelmed by the love of Christ, by the Spirit of Christ. And because we are overwhelmed by the love of Christ, by the Spirit of Christ, the tree of His Spirit is planted in us as we were baptized in His name. So we have the Spirit of Christ dwelling in us. And the Spirit lives in us and bears fruit through our body. Our body is not no longer bear fruits of the flesh, which are sins, but our body is bearing the fruit of the Spirit, which is life and peace for us. Are you immersed by the Spirit of Christ? If not, think about this. This is the um, 
let me explain this. This is the uh, numbers from the parable of the unforgiving unfor servant. You know, the servant owed 10,000 talents to the king. And he, I mean, the king forgave him the debt because he appealed to the king, have mercy on me. So 10,000 talents is about 200,000 years wages. 200,000 years wages. It's a huge money. I don't know how big it is. I don't know how, how much that money is. But he went out and met a fellow servant who owed him only about 100 denarius. 100 denarius means 100 days' wages. Unfortunately, however, the servant didn't forgive the debt, you know. But he choked the fellow servant, you know, pay the money, pay the money, and finally put him into a jail. And the king summoned the servant uh, who's, you know, um, uh, that he forgave the debt and said this, you know, you should have been merciful to your fellow servant as I, as I have been merciful to you. That is a huge money. Uh, in a rough calculation, the 200,000 years wage is about $6 billion. Is there anyone who owns $6 billion in this room? $6 billion. I don't know how much it is, but $6 billion is a huge, huge, huge money. Do you think Jesus is exaggerating? Do you think Jesus is using a kind of hyperbole here? What is the price that represents? That is the price God paid for us. That is the price God paid for me, for my sin, through Jesus' death, his only begotten son. Do you think it is an exaggeration? Do you think it is a hyperbole? Do you think Jesus worth only $6 billion? Do you think God's love, which gave his only begotten son for our sins is $6 billion? That was me. I didn't get it. I was not overwhelmed by that. I was not overwhelmed by the number. 
even though it's not a, just part of the price that God paid for me, for my sin, I didn't get it. Like the servant. He was not overwhelmed by the mercy of the king. Even though the king gave it to him, he didn't know the meaning. He didn't get it. And he, didn't, he was not immersed in it. He was not overwhelmed by it. He could not forgive only 100 denarians because he didn't have the tree in himself. He couldn't do it by himself without the tree. Because he was not overwhelmed by the spirit of the king. In our case, by the spirit of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who died on the cross to set me free from the sin. If I don't understand it, if I don't get it, I'm just like the servant, unforgiving servant. And I will choke my brothers and sisters. Pay me, pay me, pay my debt. And I will put in prison, eternal prison, someday. So for us to have the plant in ourselves, we have to understand the value of the price that God paid for us, for our sins. As we were baptized, we understood it, and we were overwhelmed it, and we didn't have an, another choice to be baptized than to be baptized in his name. So we were baptized. We were overwhelmed by his love, and we are here. We are in the spirit and the spirit dwells in us and we are bearing fruits and as we have the tree as we have the tree we bear fruits and the fruit is the righteousness verse 10 says but if christ is in you Although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. In other words, the spirit bears fruits of the spirit. Not our fruit, but God's fruit. The fruit of the Holy Spirit. The spirit bears the fruit. And the fruit is the righteousness. And the righteousness is our life. And verse 11 finally says, If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your moral bodies through his spirit, who dwells in you. 
we can understand in two ways this verse. One, we'll be resurrected. We will have the resurrection because of the Spirit. The Spirit will be resurrected on the day of Jesus Christ. Final judgment. But for us, now, it is important for us to understand the Spirit who dwells in us is giving our mortal body new life. And we don't do evil. We do righteousness. We don't do what the Word of God commands us not to do. But we do what the Word of God commands us to do. We are weak. Our body is weak. So our body constantly tries to go back to the past, constantly tries to go back to sin. But the spirit who dwells in us is stronger than our body, than our will, and gives us the life, which is the fruit of the spirit. It gives us, the spirit gives us life, eternal life. Our body is dead because of sin, but our spirit is life because of the fruit of the spirit that we bear. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's not me. It's not you. It's not us who bear the fruit. There are abundant with us now. Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, everything, every good thing. It's not from us, ourselves, but from the Spirit who dwells in us. Because we have the tree, we have the fruit. It's amazing. But, one more time, how can we receive the Spirit? How can we have the Spirit dwell in us? We have to be immersed, not only in the name of Jesus Christ, but also in the Spirit of Christ. We have to be overwhelmed by His love, mercy, and grace. And we have to be baptized in His name. So it's not a, it's not a wise choice if you're not, if you if you haven't chosen that route, it's not a good choice. You have to change the choice. You have to be baptized, and you will have the tree of the Spirit, and the Spirit will give you life. And you will bear a lot of abundant fruit in your life, and God will be pleased with you. So if you are not baptized in Jesus' name yet, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? 
if you want to make, if you want to produce fruit, don't try to make fake apples. Don't try to make fake pears. I don't know if you like pears, but fake fruit worth nothing. Fake fruit is not your righteousness. You have to have genuine apple. You have to have genuine fruit. And the way is here in the word. Repent and be baptized. In the name of, name of Jesus Christ for the for forgiveness of sins. And you will receive the Holy Spirit as a gift. And the Holy Spirit will give you life and also bear abundant, true, genuine fruits, which is righteousness, which is your life, eternal life. Don't hesitate any longer. So the question Craig raised, you know, what is to live according to the Spirit? Is to have the tree of Spirit in us. And is to have the Spirit live in us, dwell in us, work in us, bear fruit in us. Let's do that if you didn't. And also, if the Spirit is in us, we are not out of Christ, but we are in Christ, and there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. We don't have any condemnation any longer. We are free from the sin. We are free from the guilt of sin. We are free. So it's a great blessing. So if you have any need for that, if you want to plant a tree of life, I mean tree of spirit in yourself tonight, while we stand and sing, please come before.